You're listening to Tipsy Book Reads. I'm Becca. I'm Bree. And I'm Jess. And we're a little tipsy. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Too many books on my TBR. Too many books on my TBR. Yeah. (laughs) Disclaimer, we are all over 21 and there are spoilers. We warned you. What you drinking? What are we drinking? So we're drinking a cocktail in honor of the Darkling. Ooh. It is black and sparkly. Mm. We know that black <laughs> is the Darkling's color. He's just magical, hence the sparkles. There is a lot of liquor. <laughs> Accurate. This drink is made with coconut rum, 151 dark rum, orange liqueur, pineapple juice, and then a little bit of luster dust for that sparkle. A little bit of luster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's some activated charcoal in it to give it that dark color, and it's garnished with a pineapple. And that's healthy. We're getting our daily fruit intake. Yum! Cheers, ladies. Why did we garnish it with a pineapple? So that garnish, when you put a pineapple slice, it looks like a sunbeam. Oh, our girl Elena. Oh, Elena. <laughs> oh, shit. I just called her Elena last week. <laughs> Why is it so hard? I don't know. It's Elena. Names are hard. The names are hard. Okay. okay. Cheers, ladies. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking already. We should just give everyone a warning. <laughs> it's been a little bit of a cursed day today. <laughs> cocktail on my book. Oh, that's okay. Memories. <laughs> it's fine. It gives a character. <laughs> yeah, so lots of things happened today, but that's fine because okay. now we're recording this. Yes. But we're um, excited. Yes. And this drink tastes delicious, Jess. It's so good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you so sassy? <laughs> Since you guys can't see that. Just literally just eyeballed me with like Bambi ear. <laughs> wow, there is too much rum in this drink. Okay, anyways, moving on. So that was delicious. To get a little serious for a moment, we just wanted to give a little um, trigger warning. In this uh, episode, we're going to be discussing grooming, abusive relationships, and toxic behavior. So if that is um, triggering for you, this might not be the episode for you. Let's dive in, shall we? Sounds good. Do we want to start with our 10-word sum up <gasps> yes. for the week? You want to go first, Jess? Sure. Let's I have to see. find mine. I, I had to double count my words. <laughs> okay. We're counting contractions as one word. Yes. Much ooh. Your Grisha. That smile. What just happened? Yes. Good. That was awesome. Okay, ready? How do I explain these chapters in just 10 words? Oh, oh yep. good job. Thank you. Thank you. I was really <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> Your turn, Bree. Roller coaster of emotions. Sexy, sad, manipulative. Ooh. So much freaking power. Power. Yes. I love it. Okay. Accurate. 
So that's funny because when I was talking about summing up all of these chapters overall, I wrote down some keywords, and to me, the first couple chapters are about loneliness and the loneliness Elena feels. And then I put down recognition because I feel like she goes through a phase of that. And then the last word I put is betrayal and leading into power as well. Wow. Yeah. So we meet a lot of amazing characters. We get to meet Bagra in these chapters. Yeah. We get to meet David in these chapters. Oh. We meet Botkin. Yeah. Is that everyone? I think so. I was just going over in my head while you were saying that. And we officially get to meet um, Zoya. Like, yes. official, yeah. official. So, which, I forgot how much I hated her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, reading what these chapters, great. I was like, you're the worst. <laughs> um, Yeah. Very nice. ugly personality. Mm -hmm. So you guys want to dive right in and talk yeah, about like, our deep in. feelings? Oh, yes. Do? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. All right. We start with chapter eight this week. Whoop, whoop. So one thing I noticed about this chapter is throughout like every other page, pretty much, she's like, Am I really going to be a Grisha? Oh my god! Yes. Yes. Like I'm like, girl, you already are a Grisha. Shut yes. up! Yeah. I that's I'm so glad you brought that up because I started to underline and highlight every time she does that, and she doubts herself, and that is such a prevalent theme in these chapters of her just completely doubting herself, which is also funny because faith is also a prevalent theme in these yep. chapters. Also, the duality. Yep, the duality. Mm -hmm. So on page 20, something pretty intense happens. So Alina has um, kind of, Genya is taking her through a tour and just showing her around. Um, so that had happened and she gets her... <gasps> Kefta? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. Okay, wait. Let's just talk about this really, this Kefta really. I am so excited. Yeah. It's like the color she wanted, but also... Um, they talk about the keftas by each order, and it's fascinating because all the cuffs are embroidered in, like, different, what is, what am I trying to say, like, different designs for each person. Yeah, so, like, the blue for the Tide Makers, yes. right? And then the red for the Inferni. Pale blue for Tide Makers, red for Inferni, and silver for Squalors, and hers were embroidered with gold, and Oh, so beautiful. The sun. And she gets it, and it's so beautiful. And then Jenya is like, but you would have looked better in black. <laughs> I know. Because last time we talked about the whole thing where Alina basically stood up to the Darkling, and he was like, your Kefta's going to be black. And she was like, actually, I want it to be blue. And Jenya just Power. threw that stab at her like, you would have looked, looked better, better in black. black. I was like, oh, girl, true. Probably. <laughs> They're all so sassy. They are. Oh, my gosh. That is one thing you can say about these characters is the sass is real. <laughs> it really is. Another thing I made note of is yeah. how mean everyone is to Jenya. Yeah. And this has been an ongoing trend. And they're like, what are you, her maid? Uh, yeah. I wrote under, by that entire whatever. I said, so cringe. Like, that exchange between when we're reading about Marie and Nadia and they meet Jenya for that first time, and they're so rude to her. Yeah. 
they don't meet Jenny for the first time. But you know what I'm saying. Like, they, they're nasty to her. And I wrote just, like, so cringe. Because it was. Yeah. I felt very uncomfortable yes. reading that. It's like a high school cafeteria. Yeah. Yes. 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 But that kind of reminds me how young they really are. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the immaturity. Like, yes, they're dealing with all these big things. And they're so powerful. But they're, like, kids. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Jenya sticks up for herself. She's like, I'm not taking out this shit. Yeah, she doesn't. And I love that because she is, She, I mean, her entire life she's been made to, like, be downgraded and, like, degraded Yeah. Um, by all the abusive, terrible people that are around her. And she's like, you know what? Screw all of you. Yes. I'm amazing. And I'm beautiful. And I'm going to live that way. <laughs> That's true. And... Alina is good about that, too, with Jenya. Like, yes. she sees Jenya for her personality and who she really is. Like, she doesn't care that yeah. she's in a servant's color kefta yeah. or anything yeah. like that. And they make... It shows the pettiness and how Alina sees right through that when they're talking about, like, where people sit. And they're like, well, we sit on the right side of the Ooh, dark yes. lane. And the, uh, <laughs> Alina's like, <laughs> wait... The other ones are just as far away on the left. Like, what's the big deal? Yes. yes. And then she finds out that he never even goes to breakfast yes. with them. And she's like, all what the, the hell? Right? All of this for what? Yeah. She's literally. like, all the fuss. And you're not even here. And he can't bother to show up. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know. So I love that little streak of maturity we get from her. Yeah. That, like, she's not putting up with people's no. shit. But then, right after that, we just a small portion about the sugar that really blew my mind because they're like talking, they're just like, oh yeah, like acting like it's no big deal. And she's like amazed by the sugar. Mm -hmm. And it just shows so well different they are. And I feel like that happens a lot in like these upcoming chapters to show like how different Grisha and the everybody else in Ravka are. Like she's like, I haven't seen sugar in years and y'all are just like out here. Especially when she shows how obsessed they are with being like peasants. Yes. And like eating peasant food and all this stuff. And then they have these delicacies that are literally rationed. I wrote Marie Antoinette, anyone? Oh, that's what it reminded me of. Yes. Um, The other thing is, we kind of read further on in the book that even when the winter months come, when certain fruits and and vegetables shouldn't be available, and they are. Mm hmm. So, after breakfast, Jenya's like, all right, let's go, and she's showing her through even more, and they go into the library, and can we just say oh, library goals? Yes. Uh, can I have that in my house? Oh, yeah. It talks about it's two stories high, it's books from the floor to the ceiling. I know. And that sounds like a dream. If I was a Grisha, I would be in there all the time. It says that the doors are carved to look like the cover of an old book. That's so cool oh. to just be able to pull those open and then see this, like, enormous, beautiful library. I spent all my time in there. I would, Forget 100%. And Alina's reaction to it would totally be my reaction. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she um, opened her mouth and looked like a trout. <laughs> Jenny was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> um, same, Alina. I feel that, honestly. Um... Also, through this entire time, Jenya is giving her a tour of the palette, little palace, and the training. What is it called? Is it a little palace? Is it all mm-hmm. the little palace? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I did know that. <laughs> um, and it gets to one point after the library where she says, "I wonder what Mal's eyes would see," and Aww. like 
that's so well written, number one. Like, how precious. I wonder yeah. what Mal's eyes would see. But also, number two, eye roll. That's what I wrote next to it. Yeah. Eye roll. Yeah. Like, still who cares? Up. Yeah. No see for wrong. yourself. Okay, yeah. sorry. You're literally in a palace. Yeah. Stop talking about him. Yeah. He doesn't care. Oh, God. Um, She's also real creeped out by the Corporal Kai yes. practice room. Me too. She's Me like, too. what are they going to, like, I'm like, what are they going to do? Kill you? Okay, but yeah. they're kind of creepy. Because even they start talk to, talking about the fabricators, I'm stuttering so bad today. Okay. I'm sorry. The fabricators and the Corporal Kai and how they were working on something together. And she's like, I don't even want to think about what they're trying to do. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. No, uh-huh. thank you. Those practice rooms don't even have windows. Yeah. No, it has a skylight. Yeah, it does. Skylight. Skylight. It. I know. That's creepy. But they do have light. Yeah. We're, we're just pouring more drinks. <laughs> this, ooh, this second round. <laughs> it's a little more, it's a little less sophisticated than the first. Yeah. <laughs> we have a... Classic Baja Blast and vodka. <laughs> yeah. Yum yum. Um, For no reason at all other than delicious. We just wanted to. Yeah. So we are in um, talking about the tour right now. They, they see all these amazing things. And we also meet someone. Our favorite. That were very dear to her, our hearts. And that is David. Our oh, David. Oh, it's so precious. Jenya is so in love. And, like, how sweet. She's such a gorgeous, beautiful human, right? And, like, all the guys at one point just are just staring at her. Just drooling. And she just has her own, her heart is only for one person. Yeah. And it's David who is, stu- like, always in his own little area, isolated. And he hardly even looks at her. He's just, <laughs> yeah. like, so into whatever he's doing. And it basically describes him as this, like, scrawny nerd. Yes. And Elena's like, if... Somebody that perfect mm-hmm. can like a kid like that. I have maybe hope. there's hope. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, so going through this tour, they talk about uh, there's a bunch of little kids running around in keftas, and she's like, "Is that a school?" Oh yeah. And this scene was kind of sad for me because yes. they were talking about how like she's like, "When do they see their families?" And Jenny's yeah. response is basically like, "They don't." Oh, the families don't want for anything like they get rewarded handsomely it's like that's not what she asked like she's an orphan she would probably give anything to have more time with her parents yeah and jenya is just like they're fine their families have money now it's fine and after that she goes on about how different her life would be if she was found earlier and she has a full-on like identity crisis in these next few pages of just her being like what would her life be like? Totally different, number one. And she even says maybe the shadow fold, would, it would be gone already yeah. if yeah. she was found earlier. Wow. She also talked about feeling like the only ever the only place she ever belonged was with yeah. Mal. Yeah. I was like, oh, sweetheart. I know. Towards the end of this chapter, she's like, all right, go off to bed, get some sleep. Tomorrow you have lessons with Bagra. Mm. Our girl. Mm. And she's like, it's okay. She's not that bad. So you're like, oh my gosh. Wink, wink. Oh my gosh, how bad is she if she mm-hmm. felt the need to say that? Yeah. So we get to meet Bagra, 
And something that's really interesting is Alina thought she was, like, this old, ancient person. Yeah. And as she got closer to her, she was like, why did I think that? This She's lady's not. beautiful and young. And I was like, what? Like, that threw me for a loop. Like, yeah. how does somebody look old from afar and then look, like, beautiful and young close up? Yeah. Yeah, I highlighted she's that, that also. Powerful. And Bagra's a bitch. She Can is. we just say she's like, where's the rest of you? That's she's my favorite part. I highlighted that. Same. You're this this sun summoner. Come to save us all. Where's, where's the, the rest, rest of you? Freaking Bagra. <laughs> like, girl, this is not gonna save and us. And then like Alina didn't have anything to say to that because. She's doubting herself already. Yeah. And, and then she's like, what are you, mute? What can <laughs> you say to that, so though? Rude, number one. Even if she was confident, what the heck do you say to something like that? Yes. I'd be crying. Yeah. Honest, I'd be crying. I would have ran out the door and like, yeah. Yes. Cried. 100%. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I have underlined where she says, now let's see what you can do. And yeah. I just wrote underneath power, intensity, because yes. like... Just to imagine yes. bad girl looking at her, like, full on and saying, now let's see what you can do. She's just another one of those characters that just emanates power and respect. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even have to say much. No. And she's just powerful. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was all my notes, I think, for yeah. Chapter 8. Yeah, me too. On to chapter nine. So she says it was a complete disaster. (laughs) What a way to open it. Poor Alina. So Bagra grabs onto her wrist, which is basically the same thing the Darkling did back in the tent. Yes. And we find out she's an amplifier. Yeah. And my first question was, how many human amplifiers are there? That was my note. Like, they're supposed to be so rare, and all of a sudden we just have two two pop up. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's a little sketch. Yeah. That's a little sketch. It's curious. It's sus. What else they lying about? I, you know. I don't know. A Me lot. either. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, um, she complains a lot about Bagra and, like, how, honestly, she's such a savage, but just, in general, like, how rough she is. Yeah. And it, I kind of wrote here, like... I wonder if Bagra is too much a reminder of her past because uh, we kind of get an insight of like her maybe I think it was in the first couple chapters, but it, her time at the orphanage, like in that beginning chapter of how strict they they were and like how rude they could be, and so I almost wonder if that time with her was like triggering in a way. Yeah, and before I know she mentions later in the chapters too, she mentions that before Mal came when she was by herself, like the older kids would pick on her yeah. and stuff like that. So it probably is like she's probably pushed around and stuff before. Yeah, yeah. And Bagra's a big bully, which totally she is a bully. bully. She's too old to act like that. Yeah, she should know better. By she now. should. She's Where just... are your manners? <laughs> Gone. Oh, can we talk about how much she has to catch up on? Because yeah. she didn't. So that's interesting to me because they're so separated in the fact that she has no prior history of what the Grisha have for their history and so like what are they taught in schools number one and I forgot my second point but (laughs) (laughs) but it's a 
good point. Yes. The first point is a good point. She just, throughout all these chapters, it's like, I'm in the library, I'm studying, I'm trying to catch up. And even at one point, the Darkling is like, didn't you know that? And she's like, no. Nope. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she has like 10 plus years of knowledge she has to catch up on in a matter of like months. Yeah. Like imagine the pressure. And all those, those stories were, were just stories to her. Like even when he would ask about a certain thing or someone else would mention it, she'd be like, well, that was just a... You know, yeah. the old wives tell oh, type wives bedtime story. Wow. Um, so we also get to meet Bodkin, yeah. who's like kind of training her physically to like fight, right? So Bagra's like training her in regards to her power, and Botkin is like treating te- teaching her how to be able to like throw a punch and like yeah. run. And then she says she was like, I was too out of breath to answer <laughs> at one point. And I was just like same girl. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Botkin isn't Grisha. Yeah, I do too. I thought that was super interesting because they're in the little palace and pretty much everybody's Grisha. Yeah. Why didn't I know that before? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, he's not Grisha. It says, like, basically he he's works like a, for anybody yeah. that can give him He's like a hired money. mercenary, basically. Why didn't yeah, I? Yeah, he's like, like a just shoe. now. And she mentioned that his accent wasn't from anywhere yeah. in it was specific. Like it was all over. He, it was coined every time he... Yes. yes. So it was, yeah. But so, I didn't realize that meant he wasn't great. Yeah, oh, it I'm, mentions I'm, it. I'm dumb. Yeah. He, it fine. just says, like, he works for whoever can afford his violence. Yep. She called it a gift for violence, which <laughs> oh I was like, God. okay. But, yeah, he's not Grisha. And I was like, this is probably the only instructor they have that's an Akazatsia. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jess, you just be pulling this stuff out of your hat. And I'm just like, a what? And I'm like, wait a second. Did I just... You're literally speaking another language. Did you learn rap Because I do not understand. Help. Can you say that again? Atis- Atis- I think it's Akazatsia. At- at- yeah. now, now I can't say what page it. Akazatsia. What page is that? Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm pulling that from my So you. you just remembered that? Yeah. I'm so impressed right now. Okay, so sorry. But, so, <gasps> meaning he's not Grisha. Right, right. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I good. just didn't even think of that. But back to what you were saying, like, same girl, she has no energy for any of this. She has nothing. No, she and has he's nothing. just, like, Get with it. Yeah, literally he, killing He her. goes, maybe little girl likes to be hit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what? Sometimes I think she's like immature or like this little girl or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, but also power to her for not crying all the time. Yeah, that's true. I would. Because I get sometimes these negative feelings about her. And then I'm like, if I was in that situation, I totally would just like go in my room, lock the door and cry in my pillow. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> props to her for not just crying in that's front of true. people. That's yeah. true. Oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> oh, poor <laughs> baby. <laughs> what page are we on? 140-ish? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, so we find out something on 140. That's kind of big. Ew. Yeah. Ew. So she's talking about, she's asking where Jenya is. And yeah. um, Nadia and Marie are being kind of gross. And 
They're so kind of being little, nasty. This is a little bit of a trigger yeah. warning. Yeah. Oh, we should have included that. Though. Yeah. Well, we are now. Okay, trigger warning for, like, sexual, sexual abuse. abuse to... And, like, disgusting. abuse of power. Yeah. Um... But Nadia mentions that... A rumor with quotation marks around it. Yeah. Um, she says, the queen likes to make sure that she's always available. And then I think Marie replies, so does the king. Yeah. And that's really, that's really gross. Yes. Um, and then Marie's like, it's just a rumor. But then they share a knowing look. So, like, it's not just a rumor. No. And it's really sad. And they're just talking about it like it's... Like, everyone knows. What? Yeah. Ooh, and they're no, just like, and they awful. treat her like that. They still treat her like crap despite knowing that, like, that's what she goes through. Like, that's just all That doesn't make, why aren't you helping? Way. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I don't know what they could do, but still, like, yeah, you could not right. treat her like nice that. nice to her, no. yeah. maybe. That yeah. might do something. Yeah. And then. And then freaking Ivan shows up. <laughs> I hate that guy. Oh, Ivan. <laughs> So earlier, when they were eating breakfast, like the previous day or whatever, they mentioned, hey, if those darkling chamber doors ever open, pay oh, close yeah. attention yeah, to yeah. that. So now here we are in the dining hall again, and the doors opened, <laughs> and obviously anything to do with the darkling, everyone just falls silent. silent. Yeah. And then Ivan yeah. shows up. Ivan shows up, sorry. <laughs> no, you're in a moment of suspense. <laughs> I do hate that man, though. Yeah. I do hate him. Yeah, so he just shows up and goes over to Alina and is like, come on, let's go. Very saltily, like he always talks to her. Mm-hmm, and yeah. then adds a mocking, please. Freaking hate this bitch. So then she obviously goes and is starting to get really anxious. Which, same. Because mm-hmm, she's like, they're going to kick me out. Like, they're not just going to kick me out. I'm I'm oh, going bad places. I'm like, I'm dead. <laughs> they're going to torture me, throw me in the lake. What's going to happen? And everyone's, like, watching her yes. mouths open, like, what just happened? Yeah. What is happening? So he, like, they go into the war room, which is basically where the Darkling, like, presides. It's like his office. Yeah. Like, he's, like, plotting everything. Sorry. And making it better. I just had, like, a vision in my head of this entire series made into, like, the office theme <laughs> documentary style of oh her just like gosh. walking up to his office and she's just like looking at the camera like <laughs> what's happening oh man okay i'm so sorry uh, it's okay. <laughs> but i do love this part because she's geeking over the maps that are on the walls and yeah. it's just like our babe she's yes. united with her her favorite maps. things oh that's precious but yeah so she goes into the office and then she meets with the darkling which she's terrified for her life and he's just like, place it. How's your day? <laughs> and it talks about his eyes glittering. And I think Leigh Bardugo must be an eye person. Yeah. Because she talks about Miles' blue eyes all the time. She talks about the Darkling's quartz eyes all the time. She draws mention to Jenya's eyes. Like, yeah. I'm like, girl, same. Yeah, eyes are the window too. to the soul. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So he was smiling slightly when he talks to her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he's just asking how ridiculous. Yeah. And she's like, fine. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, Why am I you? He's yeah. just she's like, like waiting for the cat. Yes. And he's just like smiling. Are tired? Are he you freaking posted? calls Bagra a trial. I'm oh like, Kurt, don't be mean to Bagra. We kind but of hate also, Walker. I think she's even more than a trial. Like, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. To, to be true. Okay. To be true. So I want to just scoot on this conversation. Yeah. And... So we get something where she talks about her day, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> and then she's so abrupt that he's kind of like, you know, are you okay? What were you expecting from this conversation? 
And then she's like, I don't know, torture and interrogation. <laughs> and he even says, I'm not a monster, Alina, despite what you have heard, which I highlighted because what? Just a few chapters ago, he was telling her not to trust him. Yeah. What? Yeah. I also highlighted that. I was like, wait. That kind of made me go, ew. Like, you're saying one thing, and then the next, you're like, oh, yeah, you can trust me. That makes me feel like you're trying something. Yeah. Not about that life. He also tells her that things are going to be harder for her. Like, so insensitive. She's saying she's also being honest. Yes, but however, throughout all of the chapters, he is constantly reminding her that she's different. Yeah. And she won't have any friends, and she's separate she's alien he's alienating 100 even when she wanted the blue robes or blue kept as he wanted her separate in his robes and that just makes me go red flag (laughs) red flag listen i love me some darkling but mm -mm. yeah i feel that and yeah so he's basically like trust me i'm a human like i'm not a monster and she's like, you can literally cut people in half. I think it's You're fair if I'm a little, yeah. <laughs> like, I just love her bluntness. Even, like, she might be so anxious in this situation, but she'll still snap back at him and she be still like, has you literally cut yes. in half. Like, <laughs> come at me. And then they kind of talk about um, char- charisma. Charisma. You know, I always say Karamzin. 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 Whatever y'all are saying are good. Karamzin? Karamzin is what I say. We don't need to make another warning. Our our boy now comes back up again. He's like on every other page at this point, to be honest. The scar, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he asks about her scar. Yeah, so she he realizes that she is rubbing her scar back and forth that's on her hand which we kind of mentioned in last episode that she kept doing that like yeah. periodically That'd and at this comforting. point at this point and we're gonna pour some drinks hold on fill me up <laughs> <laughs> so at this point this whole scar thing has been mentioned quite a few times and so we're like what is happening what is going on with the scar and so finally he notices and asks which also makes me back to our point last week of him noticing so many things that she does. Yeah. And he notices this one more time because that's like a nervous tick almost. Yeah. Yeah, he's very observant. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, so far in like the two chapters we've talked about, it mentions his little half smile, his little yes. quirk like five times already. Yes. And she's obsessed. Yeah. And she's also very observant. At of this point, him. I was also obsessed. <laughs> yes. To be fair. Same. To yeah. be fair. I love him, kind um, of. Not really. No, yeah. Um, what the dish is that, though? Yes, yes. Chapter 10! We chapter have just 10. another perspective. <laughs> chapter 10, everyone. Um, but when I'm, let's, oh, okay. let's go back a little bit of him asking about Mal. Yeah. And we find out that he's a tracker, and not only just a tracker, the best tracker. Yeah. And so this kind of plants something in the Darkling, which we will talk about later. But I did want to make sure we talked about that. And no, also so his brilliant quote of... I wonder sometimes, sometimes how much we really understand, understand our, our own, own gifts. gifts. Looking at your book, we both have that highlighted <laughs> in the same color blue. and everything. That's right. Yes. Blue is my quote. Me too. <laughs> Me okay. too. So I love that we all have that highlighted because, wow. I feel like that's very telling in so many ways. Yeah. What's, what's the point he's trying to make? I, I don't just, know. I don't know. 
So moving on to chapter <laughs> ten. Chapter ten, because that left us on a like, what the heck was that all about? And I feel like yeah, Alina just told that too, and then they move yeah. on. <laughs> and then, so starting off with chapter ten, Alina is once again like, "What if I can't become a real Grisha?" Oh. And I'm like, "Girl!" But I will say, at this point, she finally admits that she's not a map maker anymore. Yeah, and yeah, through that's true. all the other chapters, she was like, "I'm just a map maker. I'm just a map maker," which I loved that quote. But now she's finally like. I wasn't a map maker anymore. Oof. You know? Yes. But, like, she's still wondering if she can't be a map maker and she can't what be a Grisha, what is she? But I feel like that steps towards but then, accepting. I feel like she also still does have, like, hope and gumption because she's like, I'm still determined that nobody else is going to have to do what I do mm. because she says that she doesn't want any of them to have to cross the unsee again. So, like, she's going to figure it out no matter what, even That's if she true. isn't Grisha. Yeah. That's even though. Like, we know she has, but, like, that's fine. That's true. So, more of Bagra's lessons, and Bagra's oh. still being a jerk. Can I just like, say, I literally wrote next to one of the passage, so yoga, question mark, because they're talking about how she's doing painful poses. <laughs> <laughs> that's supposed to be helpful with focus, so she's literally just doing yoga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, we can all use some yoga I mean, we're, li- we're sitting on a yoga mat right now, so I think it's sure. very telling. I'm like, geez, Bagra, she's like, should I cut you? Should I have someone burn you? Like, what do I need? Like, what I was I like, do? abusive teacher. Yes, there's so much. This place, is it good? <laughs> and these children <laughs> are in this school. What are they doing to these children? They're so abusive, though, because then it goes into the bucket, and he's like, bucket cannot build a house from such little twigs. Yeah. That's so I was like, all right, so Bagra is about to physically abuse her. Bakken's verbally abusing her. And it is physically. But yeah, that's that's a really good point about the lack of appetite, because Bagra goes into this about how she kind of makes a connection where her lack of appetite and inability to, like, she can't sleep. Yeah. She has problems even walking up the stairs. She believes that it's connected all with her not being able to use her power. Yeah. Which, when you're not yourself, when you're not being your true self. Makes yeah, you sick. Makes you sick 100%. on the inside. She also threatens to throw her into the fold and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eat her. So, um, ew. Absolutely. She says one quote that I really love from her says, why do you waste all of your strength fighting your true nature? Yeah, it's true. Ugh. She has so many good quotes that I've highlighted. Like as horrible she it, that she is, she is the one who we see trying to show Alina like, like you're powerful. Yeah. yeah. In not the best way, but you know. So she's training her body, she's training her power, mm. and she's also training her mind. Yeah. yeah so she's, like, in the library, like, poring over these books, and mm. she she reads about something that's a little a little important at the bottom of 148. Yes. Um, and it's the grounding principle of the small science. Yes. Which is that like calls to like. And yep. then it gets into, like, some heavy, like, theory stuff that I didn't fully understand and she's like I don't either so like I don't feel bad because she didn't understand it either. I think I put low-key still confused. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> oh see because I totally loved this part. Okay, okay take it away. Okay. So I'm not gonna try to pronounce these Rafkin words but basically the whole she doesn't know Rafkin after liar. <laughs> I'm just like Botkin. I pick up a little bit here and there. <laughs> so it talks about the thisness and the thatness of things yes. and how that connects everything in the world and how the thisness, the thisness of things <laughs> is what 
like makes it the same and the yeah. thatness is what sets it apart. I mean, that makes sense. So basically everything throughout the world is how Grisha are like other humans, yeah. but the fact that they can manipulate that things sense. that humans can't, that's the thatness. That's what sets Separates them apart. Them. Okay. Okay. So I, mean, I super just. loved. Okay. So back to the Akazatsia being <laughs> people. Being, oh, I see it. I see yeah, okay. so that's where it brings it up, and it says those are people that are born without Grisha gifts, but it also means the abandoned, and that's also what Ravkins use for the word orphan. Wow, that's such a good. Whoa, like How did she you remember felt that, that on such a. I cannot remember what I missed twenty minutes ago. <laughs> You're incredible. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Jess is the real brains She's the brains this in this operation. <laughs> I'm just here to edit. Oh, man. I literally do nothing. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But no, really, like, that moment for me was like, wow. Like, she yeah. feels that word, like, because she's technically not an Akazatsu yet because she's yeah. Grisha. Yes. But also she is she because is. she's an orphan. And I she's think both. that, wow, that's incredible. That brings it all into like a full circle moment of her having no idea what she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's she still caught out. in between the both. She's a map maker. She's Grisha. She's an orphan, but she's not. And she's here and she's there. And it's like exactly so that. The thisness and the thatness. Yeah. Yes. Wow. But also Malaza Akazatsia times two. Yeah. Because he's an orphan and he is not a Grisha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So the then we have part. the freaking apparatus. And I hate him. Ew. I said, not this guy again. I wrote you next Ew, time. Ew, me too. <gasps> me too. Every time the apparatus gets brought up, my comment in the um, margins is just, ew. Yep. Agreed. He's so creepy. And I hate... That he smells like a tomb. Yeah. Is this where we where he gives a gift? Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she says um, he, she cringed. And, Same. And she even says something about like how is giving a gift so creepy? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. He says you do not like your gift. Okay, basically he he gives her a book. Yeah. He he says it's an important a book, book of children's stories, nonetheless. Yes. It's called the Lives of Saints. And then he goes on to say that peasants love their saints. So apparently this is an important book in Ravka, and many people have read it, is what I'm gathering from that. Yeah. Um, And then he just goes on to continue to be so creepy, because he says, but you have suffered, haven't you, Alina Starkov? And I think, yes, I think you will suffer more. I said, bro, what? Yeah. Me too. I said, what? what But really quick just to backtrack a little bit on that same topic he's talking about how each of these stories were like horrible and full of suffering yeah and so he's trying to relate alina here oh with suffering of the saints okay so yes i just wanted to bring that back in yeah i see where you're studying okay okay yep i see it um also, sorry, I'm cringing. He's no, so gross. you're good. But so far, just in the last two chapters, why does everyone keep reminding Alina of how hard she has things? Because the dark yeah. light was just like, it's gonna get harder for you, and then the apparatus like, you're gonna suffer even more. Like, 
Like, let her live, bro. Can we like hype her up a little bit, please? Live. Goodness. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so she runs out of the library. She's like, get me Bye. the heck away from here. Um, and I think she goes back to her room. And, and she's, she's like, it was pointless. Yeah. Yes. And she says about everything she misses, and she mostly misses Mal, which bringing Mal back into the freaking conversation. Every time. Every time. Again. And but, like, when you think about Mal. it, when you've had your, like, lifetime crush or whatever, they're always yeah. kind of on your mind. So, like, like that kind of brings that to that teenage love yes. that we talked about yeah. before. So I kind of, just to give her a little bit of a, I, I get ya, kind of, but also that's really annoying. Forget Mal. Yeah, also, like, if I were to wrap up the beginning and end of every chapter, it starts with, today was a shitty day, and ends with, where love- are you, Mal? Yes. <laughs> my, my love for Mal. Oh my gosh, yeah. All right. That's basically where we end chapter 10 anyway, so moving on. <laughs> chapter 11. Oh, Zoya. <laughs> oh gosh, Zoya. All right, so it starts off with can we... Marie saying she was a year ahead of us at school and she's horrible. And I just wrote, I love Zoya. Sad face next to her. But then she talks about how amazing Zoya is. So she's almost yes. like, yeah, I kind of get why you're so like pr- full of pride and stuff like that. And can we just talk about how much? You can feel the fakeness that comes off of this page. I remember even the first time I read this, I was like, this feels very fake. Yes. (laughs) But they're all like, she thinks she's better than us. And everyone else is like, but she's kind of right. So she's super powerful. And they even see this at this point. Okay. She's so mean and everyone hates her, but they also kind of love her. Mm -hmm. And there there Lee goes talking about Zoya's big blue eyes. I'm here for it. I love <laughs> the, the eyes. eyes. The eyes. Yes. Um, but then she meets Elena for real for the first time. Yeah. Officially. And, and we kind of get this like, oh yeah, Zoya, you are the kind of the worst. Yeah. Moment of when they hug and she says something and I cannot find the quote it right says, here. She says, it's such an honor to finally meet the Sun Summoner. <laughs> and she says that part loudly. And then, and then she hugs her and goes, you stink of... Caremzen. I say Caremzen. I'm going to stick with it. That's good. And so she tells her, you stink of crimson. So she's like, you smell poor. Yes. You You smell like an orphan. You smell like an orphan. Yes. So to everybody, she makes this. (laughs) Yeah. I literally put in the margins, bitch, exclamation (laughs) point. Because she makes this grand show of like, it's such an honor to meet you. Yeah, and she then has she, to put on the fake niceties for everyone to see. I wrote lies. Yeah. And then she whispers nasty things in her Yes. Head. Which is disgusting. Zoya, come on, you're better than that. Okay. Yeah, for real. Is she? Yeah, I yes, mean, yeah. she is. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> so also she notices that Zoya has an amplifier, which going back to chapters past, yeah. it talks about how only the Darkling's favorites get yes. amplifiers. That's so that very goes telling. Yeah, so it loops back into the whole Zoya being better than everybody else thing. Yeah. Like they think that, but also like she is one of the favorites and is really powerful and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um so even Botkin loves her. We get yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. we get an incredible scene here. An incredible one of our first well not our first, but fight scenes. Yeah. 
where this is so much tension. This is so amazing dialogue even going on while the fight is happening. It's just beautiful. Okay, so basically what happens is Zoya shows up to her freaking fight lesson yeah. that she's having. With Bakken. Yes. And we find out that, that she happens to be one of the best pupils and is is the star of the show, basically. Of right? course she is. So then, of course, she also, she gets paired up with Alina. Because so, why not? Star people. They go together. Star against star. Because like, screw you all. Yeah. Let's see how this plays out. Plays out. Mm-hmm. So they fight. And obviously, we've seen from past chapters that Alina is not... Not the best. Not the best. She's got some work to do. She's got some work to do. Weak. But we see that this might actually be a pretty good match yeah. together. I think it's because Elena hates her. It's yeah. because she hates her. I would very... Yes. And so, um, yeah, they they fight, and then she finally, like, blocks something. And I want to just point out that one of the times that she she gets... I think she either, like, hits her or she blocks something. Something happens where Elena's on the better end of the situation and she says that I managed to avoid it more by luck than skill yeah and I wrote in the margins I said even when she does well she doesn't believe it is actually from skill yeah and she, she doesn't just, think it's herself she's just doubting herself mm-hmm. again still still but then Zoya's evil and uses her power oh, to win the fight and, like, forces Alina off of her feet. Right. And onto her ass. Which is against <laughs> the rules, first of all. Yes. Almost kills her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I think it's underestimated how big of a deal this is because it says she heard something crack. Yeah. Like, Zoya literally lifted her off her feet and, like, against, like, yeah. she came crashing down. Yeah. She could have died. Literally. So, Zoya gets in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Everybody's furious. They have to get a healer to come help Alina. Everyone is furious. I feel like that just needs to be. Alina even fainted. Like, yeah. she's in pain. Yes. Um, but then she's like in the infirmary, I guess you could call it. And we get a very interesting situation play yeah. out from this. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are back and we had a little bit of technical difficulties, so hopefully this is working. <laughs> um, we left off with Alina in the infirmary. So this is a very interesting scene because we get a lot. We're yeah. gonna do a little pour, hold on. <laughs> I keep those drinks coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like this has transitioned from tipsy grades <laughs> to um, DBR, if you know what Just. I mean. Yes. Me too, please. <laughs> Instead of TBR, DBR. Ooh, that was a little bit more of a... Kick to a it? A little bit of a kick yeah, to it. Yeah, I added a little bit of coconut rum to it because so. I were running low on vodka. Okay. okay. So. I'll switch to water after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We have a pitcher left. Okay. We got, we got food. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, we so, have Chinese food. It's fine. Yum, yum. Yeah, we loaded up on that food beforehand. We're so good. Okay. So, back to this. Yes. Chapter 11, we're on. We just had a battle with the Zoya. Now we are in the infirmary, and we find out that a lot more people than Alina realizes is jealous of her. And this yeah. is an entire, like, just mind-blown moment for Alina. Do we want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Because Alina's, like, questioning. She's like, why would she even do this, though? And Nadia says, because she's jealous. Mm-hmm. And she's like, of me. 
Yeah. yeah. And she's like, little old me. Yeah. She doesn't want anyone else to be the Darkling's favorite or whatever. And Elisa and says, I'm like, hardly her favorite. And she goes on to favorite. say, of course you are. So I guess powerful. But she's just a squalor. You're the Sun Summoner. And it's like, yes, you're powerful. You're amazing. Yes. And we see that even Nadia is a little bit jealous yeah. in this moment. There's like some resentment in her voice. Yeah. And is like, wait, hold up. Like, what? What's happening right now? Yeah, it's wild. So they're like bantering back yeah. and forth and they finally leave. And she's like supposed to sleep because obviously she's been through a big injury. Yeah. And also, she's by herself in this like, I'm assuming she's by herself, right? Like I don't think I there's think, any I other think patients. So. I think so. But can we also really quickly draw mention the fact that Big Bad Zoya came out of the Darklings room crying? <gasps> yes! Yeah. Oh. I do have that. I have that highlighted before. Yeah, Poor babe. I was like, get her. Poor babe. Yes, the Darkling coming to Alina's rescue. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, so basically a healer like comes and <laughs> kicks him out basically and she's like by herself. She falls asleep and she wakes back up. And then all of a sudden, our favorite character comes back to see her out of the, Ew, again, again, out of the dark shadows. He merged from the shadows, oh and I wrote in all caps, "Freaking up, apparent." I, I said, Ew, someone, "Again." I said, "Someone tell this dude to get a hint. <laughs> Stay away from her." Oh, and that whole scene of her describing him again is like insane. And I even wrote underneath, or I wrote unsettling because it did. It is like. It is. Her d- it describing him and how he smells and looks Cringe. is awful. Cringe. Also, like, was he watching her sleep? Because 100%. that was her question. But, like, ew. He never answered. Who does that? Um, so, a little bit farther down, he says, Did you know that in some of the border villages, they are making altars to you? Can we talk about that for a moment? She's like, I'm still figuring myself out. I'm still, like, trying to figure out if, like, I actually believe I'm Grisha or not. And, like, people are making altars for her. And that kind of... Yes, I was going to say that loops back to To what what you said. Yes, what he he gave her the book. Yeah. Of the saints. About the saints. Absolutely. Saint Elisabetta and all of those. And, like, now it's like, okay, so there's altars to her, meaning people are praying to her, meaning people think she's a saint. Mm -hmm. And she's like... I don't even believe I'm a Grisha. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a saint. Exactly. But um, this this entire part is actually very powerful because we go into the topic of faith. Yeah. Because he's like, why do you think that is? Why do you think that they are searching for this? And, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know while trying to get away from him. His response is just faith. <laughs> yeah, he says it multiple times. Yes. But also, um, back to everybody else telling her what she is. Yeah. So, we already had the Darkling say, things are going to be harder for you. We had the apparatus saying, you're going to suffer even more. And now he's saying, you're dangerous and you're going to become even more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So, I actually wrote after this. I said, he, he had made, he made a point about faith. Without the faith of the Darkling and her mutual faith in him, she wouldn't be able to call her power at all. That has to be the reason she can't use her power during the lessons with Bagra, which we haven't mentioned yet. Is she has not been able yeah. to call her power whatsoever on her, own. Yeah. on her own 
with Bagra. And I feel like she leans so much into that faith of the darkling, like, okay, well, he helped me out in this situation and he touched me in and I was able to call my power. And so that's a very, that's just a very interesting topic. Yeah. To talk about. It's very weird. And then she ends this part, though. She knocks over a water glass, and he leaves because the healer comes to check on her. Yeah. He and melts he, into the ends, shadows. And she says, I was failing all of Ravka. Aww. That's so much pressure. I, I literally her. put so much weight on her shoulders, I is said, what I wrote. Too much pressure for a 16-year-old. Yeah. A poor babe. Like, can you imagine your country's destiny resting on you? That's basically what's happening. They're putting the whole weight of what has happened on her shoulders. Yeah. And she, like, just found out she's a Grisha. That's so much. This is... I started to try to keep track of the time that has passed because they talk about, like, spring, fall, summer, and kind of deal. And at this point, it has to be only a few weeks. Yeah. Because, like, just from the, I don't know conversations that happen in this of how we're kind of getting a little bit of say of how much time has actually passed so to see that from that perspective only a few weeks and in basically feeling like the whole weight of her country is on her shoulders even makes it worse yeah it does Mm -hmm. um moving on yes go ahead the next morning she kind of tells jenya jenya comes to see her and they she explains what happened um and she says he's creepy but harmless and I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, um, he, I don't like him. And then after that, she's kind of like questioning things. And she's kind of, she's cr- trying to figure out like what to do. And yeah. she asks for a favor from Jenya. Oh. Um, and she asks about her friend who was injured in the fold. Mm, I wonder who that is. I wonder who that is. Mm. Um, Freaking Mal. Freaking Mal. Who chapter go back to always? Yeah. Um, anyway, so they kind of agree. Jenya agrees to kind of find out where Mal is and what's happening with him. Um, and then I just wanted to make the point at one point, um, Alina says to Jenya, you are rotten. And she says, I am marvelous. And their friendship is just my favorite I love thing. The back friendship. and forth, the banter. Yeah. I love it. Because Jenya will only do this thing about Mal and reach out to him if Alina lets her, like, get rid of the bags yes. under her eyes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And which I feel like Alina is still kind of uncomfortable with. Yes. Like, she likes the idea of herself being beautiful and all this stuff, but she doesn't like to be altered. Yeah. yeah. So it's this whole thing where this is like Jenya's life. Yeah. She has spent her entire life altering herself and others, and Alina's still a little bit uncomfortable with that. She definitely is. Um. So just kind of to end this chapter, we have this scene where Alina is looking in the mirror and she's kind of reflecting on herself. And this is an interesting point. She goes back to what Zoya says about where she's from. And she says she's right and that she doesn't belong in this world. And if that she doesn't figure out how to use her power, she never will. And I feel like I wrote that she still doubts herself. And she does not have the faith in herself that she needs to believe she is Grisha to be able to use her powers. I agree. And I think that is just like... Bottom line, she doesn't believe she can do it, so she's not. Yeah. I said the same thing. I feel like Yeah, 100%. Okay. So moving on to chapter 12. 12. It starts off at a very interesting point. She goes to go to her lesson. And the Darkling is in there. What the heck? What's he doing there? And they're like, Bagra and the Darkling are not getting along, it seems like. It's a lot of intensity. And his face was furious. (laughs) And they're going back and forth. And... 
She tries to go away. But also, Bagger's kind of taking up for her. Yeah. She's like, she's fine. She can't summon her power, but she's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. We kind of get a weird dynamic between the yes. Darkling and Bagra. It's kind of uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Okay, glad I don't know. Okay, no, and no, no, no. the smiles, the creepy, like, rueful smiles. Yeah. And then she goes, don't patronize me, mm-hmm. boy. And they're back and forth. He's always calling her old lady. And she's always like, boy. <laughs> it's a weird thing. <laughs> Elena's yeah. just like, what did I walk into? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah, what's I have to leave. <laughs> Um, but he brings up a really interesting point of something that she may need, he believes she needs. Yes. And that's an amplifier, which goes back to his favorites, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, does he believe she can actually do what he thinks she can? You know what I mean? Like, if she yes. needs this amplifier. We also hear about a certain herd that we haven't heard about. <laughs> Any guesses at uh, how we uh, how we pronounce this? Because I cannot. Where? Morzara. <laughs> <laughs> Morzara. Wait, where are we? Child. Um, one sixty-eight. We're just in the next one. Moro- next page. I say Morozova. Okay, I think Morozova. that's how it is. I say Morozova. You know what? I practiced this word before this podcast because I knew I wanted to talk about a nice look. I definitely say Morozova, but I could totally be making that up. Yeah. Same with Akazatsia or whatever <laughs> else. Um, but this is kind of leading into the talk about the amplifiers, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and Bagra is like, of course she has. She's also heard of unicorns and the Shuhan dragons. Basically implying it's fictional, it doesn't exist, it's she, fantasy. Yeah, she doesn't believe it and that it's not true. Um, and then he asked to speak to Alina. 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 Alone. Um, and they go on to have a conversation. And it loops back to the children's stories where yeah. they're talking about, like, what do you know about this stag, this, that, or the other. I think it's really interesting because he's asking her, like, okay, yes, yes, whatever. What do you? What else do you remember? And something that I made note of and I said, hold the phone, <laughs> is she said, well, in Anacoya's stories, they would talk they would talk they could talk and if a hunter captured them and spared their lives they granted wishes yes and he was basically like don't believe everything you hear mm-hmm. yeah. like he's like they exist this thing exists but also like not all of that is true type yeah. of thing and i think that's interesting so then the next part i actually have specifically written that he talks about the kings and Darklings have been searching for this herd mm-hmm. for centuries. Why is he grouping the Darklings, plural, with kings? Yep. Like, he's implying they are in the same level, basically, mm-hmm. which, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I just wrote that down because that's wild. And then it, again, draws mention to his slate-colored gaze. Best of the I'm telling you. So much eyes. But basically, they're saying that the stag's antlers can be taken to be made into a necklace, which will be the most powerful amplifier ever known. And she's like, and you want to give it to me? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. You deserve it. And then back with his, like, cute little half smile. I'm like, always with the smile. The amount of times he's smiled in these chapters, I'm like, I love you. (laughs) 
I know. I'm a sucker for this how little, like, half smile. Not, how can you not fall for Absolutely. that? Absolutely. But that was, um, like, an interesting conversation, right? Because mm-hmm. he says that she's talking about how she can't even summon light on her own. So mm-hmm. how's the amplifier going to help her? And he says, it will happen. I'm not worried. And then later just, on, yeah. he says, she says, if no one's found Morozovo's herd in all this time, what makes you think that you'll find it now? And then he says, because this was meant to be, the stag was meant for you, Alina. I can, I can feel, feel it. it. And then he says, dot, 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 I guess I'm asking you to trust me. So annoying. <laughs> Dude, you told her not to trust you. I, there's He's too going much... back yeah. on what he told her. Yeah. So then this he next gives part... this cute little laugh. All the laughs and smiles, okay? This quote. Ugh. I've been waiting for you a long time, Alina. You and I are going to change the world. Which, like, heartwarming, but also, after all of that. I yeah. just... The first time I read that, I was like, oh. I was like, I was like yes, iconic. Wow. Let me get that tattooed across my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes, eh, I'm not the world-changing type. I'm like, bitch. I just love it, though. <laughs> just smart remarks. Like, what is that? And then it draws mention to his great quartz eyes once again. Brought every time. But you know what? This is such a weird thing, and I have it written down. The next part, he asks her to keep it to herself. Why? Why? You're the darkling. And his his only reasoning is because it'd make him look like a fool. Everyone thinks you're so powerful and so strong. Why are you asking her to keep it a secret? Yep. That's mm-hmm. weird. That makes me go, what? So their conversation ends, and he yes. leaves her by herself, and she goes through her lessons, and then she goes to the library, and she's reading about, um, she's reading about theory, and she's trying to kind of figure out where the stag comes into play. Yes. And then she says, there are also plenty about amplifiers, but the books were very clear on the fact that Grisha could only have one amplifier in his or her lifetime, and that once a Grisha owned an amplifier, it could not be possessed by anyone else. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I have that higher in. Also, we get more of the whole, like, calls to like thing in this. And they explain why each Grisha can only have one amplifier, and that's because of greed and the risk of consequences and all of this stuff. This page is so important. But this quote. The universe and the greed of men. Yep. Yes. That's the highlighted. So fall turned to winter. Yeah. It's cold out now. And Bagger's still annoyed about this whole Mars over stag thing. He's like, she's like, Call your freaking power. You're still waiting around for this magical thing that doesn't exist. She's basically given up, like, at this point. She just is waiting for the amplifier she to is. be able to use her power. She's yeah. not even trying to learn or to possess it herself. And she kind of likes pissing off Bagra. <laughs> yeah, she kind of does. <laughs> Which, I mean, fair. <laughs> fair. Yeah. She gets a she gets a note from Jenya. She does. Jenya has beautiful handwriting, by the way. <laughs> yes. So remember, we talked about in the past just a few seconds. <laughs> we said that she asked for like a favor, right? Did we go into that? Yes. Yes. She's, okay. So basically, this entire time she's been writing to Mal, but we haven't heard anything from Mal, which makes us go, "Screw you, Mal." Yeah. So then she asks Jenny for a favor, and we get this note back. Do you want to read the note? Yeah. It says, um, Malian, 
I, I don't know Malian, Mal, whatever, Mal or stop. A recessive, I'd okay, say. Okay, yeah. Jessica, read it. Yeah, please. <laughs> Malian Aretsev's unit has been stationed at the Chernast outpost in northern. Tespia? Sibia? Sibia? For six weeks. He is listed as healthy. You can write to him care of his regiment. The Kirch ambassadors are showering the queen with gifts. Oysters and sandpipers packed with dry ice, vile, and almond candies. I'll bring some by tonight. Dash G. Oh, man. This, This chapter is probably one of my favorite chapters. Yeah. And because we're about to find find out why. So basically, Mal's alive. There's really no reason why he isn't answering her letters, if not because he's given up. Yeah. And he's moved on. Yeah. So she goes talking about, like, the last letter she wrote of, hey, I haven't heard from you. Can you please respond to me? Like... Stop leaving me on red. (laughs) (laughs) Those red receipts will get you. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, she even calls herself pathetic. And she gets so upset at this. I mean, can you imagine how she feels? Like, she's been writing Mal nonstop. Every single thing she sees is like, I wonder how Mal would have seen this. She always brings it back. And then she gets this note that he could have been getting it the whole time. Yeah. So she goes on how many letters she's written to him. Yeah. And she says that she wrote to him and was saying, so I assume you've met and married a Volcra <laughs> and that you're living in, living comfortably in the shadow fold where neither light nor paper with, with, with which to write. Or possibly your new bride ate both of your hands. I feel like I'm this much of a savage like when it comes to situations <laughs> like this. And that I would write something similar, not obviously about the shadow fold. But I think that's why I love her so much. Very relatable. <laughs> it's so relatable. I just, like, to me, this is when a guy leaves you on red and you're just spamming his phone and next thing you know there's like 20 different text messages getting increasingly more petty (laughs) like this is what i'm picturing yes 100 so we kind of we kind of move on she's obviously upset she crumbles the letter she moves she's trying to move on she is on her way to bagra's hut where she's supposed to have a lesson at this point Mm -hmm. and bagra at the first moment she sees her, notice notices she's so upset and it's like, oh, so now you're angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is accurate. And so she sees there's something wrong right away. And she calls her out in this moment talking about how she's basically, are you sick of waiting for your dear to come save you? Are you sick yeah. of waiting for the amplifier to come save you finally? So can we move on with our lessons? And basically, she's like, I don't even want to talk about how I'm just upset that the love of my life isn't answering me. <laughs> um, and I, I, just to move on a little bit, there is a quote that I do want to read. And I'm noticing Same. that we are maybe all highlighted. Yes, I will have it highlighted. And so, basically, she talks about how... Are you just bored? Are you this? Do you what would you be doing right now? Would you just be doing being a map maker? And then Alina immediately snips back and is like, What's wrong with being a map maker? And she said, There's nothing wrong with being a with a map maker. Map maker. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Pythagora answers with, of course not. And there's nothing wrong with being a lizard either, unless you were born to be a hawk. Yep. Holy freaking cow. Yeah. Powerful. Yep. How many of us are sitting <laughs> being people who we're not actually supposed to be, yeah. you know? And and I just feel like Leah's such a beautiful writer yeah. that any type of reader can look at this and be like, you know what? Maybe I am trying to be a lizard when I was born to be a hawk. Yeah. We're not living for our full potential. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just Dang had to, no. that is, I highlighted that. That's and was amazing. like, yes, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, are we being lizards? Okay. <laughs> are we being, are we being lizards? lizards? No. What a good question to ask. Honestly. <laughs> are we being lizards? From now you on, know, when we're making decisions, is this, we, am I being a lizard right now? Am I being a lizard? <laughs> am I being the hawk? <laughs> this will be the title of the episode. <laughs> are we Don't being be a lizard? I would rather be a lizard, thanks. A wizard? <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. I heard wizard, and I went with it. <laughs> you're a you're a Grisha, Lena. Wrong universe. Um. Also, Barra called her the Darkling's pet. I had that summer. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then she was like, I'm not, I'm not his pet. So we go from talking about her being an actual hawk, and then she's had enough. So she's, like, trying to leave at this point, right? Right. And so she grips, ugh, this entire scene, yeah. like, fills me to my core of just, like, I don't even have the words. Oh, my God, I know. She grips Same. the door, and she feels dizzy, and in that moment, a memory is triggered. Flashback. And we get a flashback of one of the most insane, be- incredible moments. Does anyone want to talk about this? Because I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, go ahead. Okay. No, you're fine. Go for it. So basically, we get this moment where we flash back to her childhood of when she's being tested, which up until now has been like averted in any type of conversation. Yeah, it's just it's like, yeah, been, like, tested. Yeah, whatever. I'm tested. End of conversation. So, oof. So basically, we were left off in the beginning chapter saying, like, what would happen if she was a Grisha? And, and what would happen if this little girl was taken away from her friend that was a little boy, basically? Yeah. And so then we're immediately in the situation where Mal is being taken away. And the other woman who was in the red kefta takes her hand, wraps it around her wrist, and then she feels the sudden rush. This is a direct quote. I feel a sudden rush of pure certainty wash over me. And she felt like something was calling to something inside of her, and it was being answered, which hmm, is exactly right. She knew then, this is a direct quote again, I know that we are different from one another. And she talked about Mal and her. Terribly... I can't even say that word right now. <laughs> Irrevocably? Different. And so she makes a very brave and probably terrible decision <laughs> where she's not going to answer the call. And she pushes she it back She pushes down. it down. But also this bitch, hold up. <laughs> going back to human amplifiers being rare... Yeah. yeah. This lady in the red kefta grabs her wrist. And she's an amplifier. 
Yeah. So they now we're up to three. Ones on call that go out and test all the children Apparently. in Ravka. Yeah. Apparently. So there's at least three, although they're rare. So what's interesting though in this in this part is Alina doesn't even give the chance for the call to be answered. She struggles and gets away. Yeah. And so she makes the decision that she's not going to answer it, but she also makes the physical decision to remove herself from the situation where that opportunity is taken away. Mm -hmm. Right. Also, talking a little bit about trauma. Yeah. Like, I know that we all kind of, like, as a human, we suppress trauma. Yeah. And when she first found out she was a Grisha, she was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I wonder, like, because when I first read this, I was like, this bitch knew. But then I was like, wait. Like, yeah. she probably suppressed 100%. that until this flashback. Exactly. And it all circles back. And I know I feel like I keep saying that. No, it does. But it does. Back Lee to... is amazing. Yes, Lee is amazing. But also, like, this moment wouldn't have happened if she didn't realize that Mal was not answering her and she let go of Mal. Yeah. She released that whole love or whatever she had made up in her mind that Mal was... And released it, and then she's finally realizing what happened, and she understood is exactly the word that is used. She finally understood what every what happened, and now she's like, and now what? Yeah. She's shaking. She's obviously having a trauma response. Yeah, she said that she used every bit of herself to suppress that. And has been. Yeah, using up all of her energy. And it even talked about the night that she was tested. From that next day on, she had these dark circles around her yeah, eyes. Yeah. She was sickly. She was weak. And she's finally realizing, like, the connection between it all. Yeah. And she realizes, like, it says, now Mal had left me behind. Mm. I was like, wow, the betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. She realizes that Bagra is right deep, in doubt, deep down. Um, a part of her wanted to go home to Mal and now that she's realized that that part is taken away she can be herself and this I'm gonna go ahead and I know we've read a lot of quotes today but I'm gonna read this this quote and it says that thought filled me with grief grief for the dreams we'd shared for the love I'd felt and for the hopeful girl I would never be again yeah that grief flooded through me dissolving a knot that I hadn't even known was there before yeah Hello, grief. (laughs) Yeah. The grief and the betrayal. And she talks about, like, maybe that was meant to be the end of me and Mal. And she goes on to talk about, like, she's saying sorry to her powers. Oh, my gosh. And that's such a healing moment. Yes. 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 I have that written down. Such a healing moment. Like, when you're in therapy and something finally clicks and you're like, oh, I forgive myself for all this trauma. She's like, I'm sorry I left you in the dark. I'm sorry I'm ready. Mm -hmm. She's like finally registering the amount of power she has and regretting suppressing it for so long. Yeah. I wrote her inner monologue talking to her power was incredible. What a powerful moment. She had to apologize and forgive herself for not only not believing and letting, but also letting other people hold her back. Yeah. And then I also wrote, just in my own opinion, Mal was always holding her back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. But also, 
Whatever therapist the yeah. little palace has, hook we me need, up. We need that number. Yeah. yeah. We need to set up an appointment for you. Yeah, so 100%. Okay. And then the So ending. she apologizes. Yes. So her power, like, literally, like, bursts. Erupts. Bursts. And then, so powerful, Bagra says, good. And then she's, like, squinting in the light. Yes. And she says, now we work. Oh, I said, amazing. And then I put, in conclusion, Alina finally snaps. Yeah. And then she decides to let go. Yeah. She's so powerful. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so these next chapters kind of go pretty quickly. Yes. yes. Alina's finally healthy. The bags underneath her eyes are gone. She's so She's healthy. healthy. She has an appetite. Yes. I said accepting who she was gave her the health in every single way. And she says, in fact, it was easy. In response <laughs> to her summoning her power. Yeah. She's like, oh, wait. I can do this. It was as if a moment in Bagra's cottage was the first full breath, and I had awakened into I, a new life. That's amazing. Oh, I need that tattoo. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Across your forehead. Yeah. Across your forehead. <laughs> so they go on to talk about, like, people are obviously noticing this change in Alina, and they're all there's all these rumors as to why, and they're, like, we thought you were sick or had this disease or this, that, or the other. And she's like, I thought Grisha. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, freaking Zoya thinks she's possessed, (laughs) of course. Um, But she's like, wait, I thought Grisha didn't get sick. And they were like, yeah, that's why it's so weird. They say, good, bro. (laughs) They said, but apparently the Darkling cured you by feeding his own blood (laughs) and an extract of diamonds. What is an extract of diamonds? I would just like to know. (laughs) Like, maybe the fabricators, like, boil them down to, like, liquid (laughs) form. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. But either way, (laughs) super weird. And, like, these are the rumors that they're spreading about Alina and her sudden, like, burst of energy. It has to be his reason. Um, yeah, just feed them extracts of diamonds, and then it'll all be okay. <laughs> it'll be fine. So we can I out- get some of that? Yeah. <laughs> so we find out in every way she's doing better, even in her like fighting classes. Yes. Um, can- she's going to see Bagra, and her and Bagra are having a conversation. Sorry, just this one part between her and Bagra, and she says it isn't something separate from separate from you. It isn't an animal that shies away from you or chooses whether or not to come when you call it. Do you ask your heart to beat or your lungs to breathe? Your power serves you because that is its purpose, because it cannot help but serve you. Yep. And she's been denying that part of herself the entire time. Yeah. And so when she finally stops, it's like, okay, yeah, that's just another part of your body working. So, basically, we move on and we find out that... Okay, so I just want to talk about this one part, but I don't know how to, like, transition to it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out in my head how to transition. On 186. 87? Well, 86 and 87, the fabricator is making her something. Yeah. Do you have something to say before then? Well, just on 86, it talks more specifically about, like, the change in her. And um, she is, like, trying her best. And is it Bagra that's saying this? She's like, do you think the world cares if you're trying your best? Do it again and do it right. That's right. So basically, oh, so I think that was actually Botkin. So they're still pushing her. Like once she's, yeah. she has access to this power now and she's so much healthier and they're still like, do better. It's still Because they see her potential. Yeah. How great she can be. So yeah. the fabricators make her this amazing thing that I want. Yeah. And it's basically like these gloves that go on and she's able to like somehow fuse these 
mirrors that come off into her gloves as like a second weapon. Holy cow. I love the fabricators. I wrote that a few It's honestly David. Notes. Yes. Okay. I wrote that a few notes before and I didn't get to say it. I just the whole fabricators and their power of being able to just basically <laughs> um make anything is just incredible. Okay. It's incredible. Sorry, like we said before, this is a cursed day. <laughs> we are having major technical issues. I feel like we should hug. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, With our technical so. issues. I'm not touching. Come on, bring it in. I'm not touching you. So last time we left off talking about the fabricators and their incredible ability to make anything basically and we started talking about the gloves and the mirrors and how they were like pew 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 (laughs) (laughs) exactly like pew 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 yes um so they reflect the light we see her having a fighting lesson with botkin and he gives her some sort of interesting knife after she fights him and kind of wins right so we get this interesting exchange that I'm kind of confused about a little bit. I wrote confused. He said he gave her the knife and then she says thank you and he says like steel is earned and then she realizes it's rough. Wait what is it? Grisha Grisha steel. Grisha steel which I'm still confused about Grisha steel so does anyone else understand that? So earlier when they were in the fabricators rooms there was like this big ball of steel that basically these Grisha were manipulating so I think it's almost like putting their power into the steel as they manipulate it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't understand So it's, that. like, more powerful than just, like, a regular, regular. knife is what I get from okay. that. Because, basically, she was saying these Grisha, these fabricators, can manipulate this material yeah. without, like, burning it down. Okay. Because okay. normally to, like, make a knife or yeah. do whatever, you have to, like, forge it in a fire and yes. you have to burn it down. But they don't need to do that just because power. of their power. Oh, okay. So I think that it's just, like, super strong, super durable, powerful type yeah. of whatever. Okay. So after that, we basically move on and they're celebrating. Yeah. yeah. They're, like, yeah. steel is on. actually has, like, time for, like, leisure and pleasure now. I love these chapters because she's so happy. She yeah. Is. She is genuinely happy and having fun. And I'm... I just love it. And she mentions that she's just happier sitting with Jenya in her room, drinking yeah. tea and talking. And than, gossiping. Like, being out and, like, doing things. Which yeah. Which like, same. same. But also, Jenya and the Darkling are both notorious for slander. <laughs> what do you mean? So, like... What do you mean? <laughs> Reading the same book. I'm not crazy. Okay. So like going back to episode one, we talked about how <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 
okay, back um, to the book. <laughs> back to the book. Back to the book. So looping back to episode one, we talked about how Jenya and the Darkling like are always talking crap about the royalty and okay. are calling yes. the king oh, like a child, okay. and they call the queen this, that, and the other, and they're like total like. People can be, like, there's, like, serious consequences for talking like that no, about yeah. royalty. So they're yes. gossiping yeah. about yeah. the king and queen's children. And yes. they talk about the crown prince. And they talk, Alina says he was almost handsome, but then compares him to the king and is like, yeah, he's kind of ugly. Yeah. And then they're talking about the younger son, yeah. and they call him a sobachka. And which means, it means a puppy. puppy. So they're calling him a little puppy. And Alina's like, WTF, you can't talk about royalty like this. Like, once again, for like the fifth time in this book so far, she's like, how the heck are these people? <laughs> I saw you. I knew you were joking. <laughs> you think it's funny so when we choke? Yes. <laughs> I have my dark humor. Okay. Back to puppy. So they're calling him a puppy, yeah. and Alina's like, what the heck? Like, this is royalty that you're talking about. And then she says, and there's rumors that he isn't strictly royal. Yeah, Which and a whole like, other ball game that we just like don't really need to get into. Like you said, they're slandering. Yes. They're talking slander. They're talking shit about the prince saying that he's not even royal blood. Yeah. Once again, like all these rumors, their children, these rumors about Jenya and these yeah. and the king, these rumors about the prince not yeah. being strictly royal, all this crap. Yeah. So let's move on a little bit. Let's yeah. fast track a little. Alina is so insecure, she doesn't even look in mirrors yeah. at this point, in this next, on page 190. And so Jenya decides to take her to the queen's dressing room, where she can change into all of the queen's gowns. And she changes into one, and her image catches her eye, like Alina's image catches Alina's eye. And she's, for the first time, like, satisfied with how she looks. She looks healthy. And she looks healthy. She looks happy. And all of the Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> lyrics that you can possibly think of, she is healthy and happy. So, um, she even asked Jenny, like, did you do this on purpose so that yeah. I'm, like, more confident in myself? I don't know. It just shows their friendship. Again, yeah. like, these chapters, we just get such good... Friendship. Banter and yes. friendship between the two of them. Uh, and um, it reminds us that, like, they're young. They're playing yeah. dress-up. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Yeah. I love playing dress-up when me I was a kid. Yeah. Honestly, I still love playing yeah. dress-up. But, me like... Too. Me too. So, we move on from this scene after she sees how beautiful she is. She is late to Bagra's yeah. lesson, which is not, a good, not idea. good. You don't want to piss off Bagra. So, obviously, Bagra's all are already upset. They decide to go to the lake where she can practice her powers in a better setting where she can't hurt anyone and blah, blah, blah. This entire scene is, like, incredible because she's using her power. She feels like she's using everything up in her, and Bagra is basically screaming at her in an urgent voice more and more because she thinks that she can give more. Yeah. And then we find out that there's someone else sitting in in that lesson that Alina yeah. didn't even know. 
The darkling. Yeah. He just comes out. And Bagra seems to have known. Because yeah. she's just like, she just rolls with it. Um, and okay. then they are still bickering over the amplifier. The Darkling says something, though, that I feel like we have to mention. Yeah, yes. She, he says about her power that it's not enough. And yeah. I feel like that sentence is very, very important. Yes. Yeah. But it had to hurt because this whole time he's like, trust me, you're my hope. And he even says that he's not worried about it when she can't summon her power. Yeah. And, and then she can, and it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bitch. <laughs> bitch excuse like me. you're not worried when she can't light a hallway but now that she can light up the whole lake yeah, it's not enough. enough yeah so contradictory so then he uses capitalized this. dick okay <laughs> he uses this this moment that happens as an example to bagra that the amplifier is very necessary yeah and so then he basically dismisses Bagra. And yeah. he's like, I'll walk Alina back to her, you know, the little palace. Like, I'll walk you back there. Oh my. This next scene. Uh, How do we even get into this next scene? <laughs> so much, so much going on. So many feelings. They're going back and forth, right? About how she's not enough and how she needs the amplifier. And Bagra thinks the Darkling's a fool yes. and he's unfazed. And Alina's like, frick. Like, I'm useless. Yeah. Obviously, this is a huge punch in the gut to Alina because Alina's already on the, the edge of her power, right? Yeah. Like, she's finally happy. She's finally strong. And the one person she was drawing that, like, power from, basically, doesn't is believe in her. Doesn't believe in her all of a sudden, which to me is a huge sign of, like, red flags here, again, of just awfulness. Like, yeah. he's saying one thing and then he's like, Pulling her to the side so she's separate from everyone yeah. else. And it's it's a whole issue. They start to walk back to the little palace. And he asks, has there been any word? Um, or she asks, has yeah. there been any word of the stag? And he says no. But then he says, my men think that the herd may have crossed into Firda. Mm. Um, which is kind of That's interesting. And yeah. kind of scary. We, we know it from earlier chapters that people from there hate them. Yeah. They yeah, hate kids. The Fearedans were the ones trying to kill her. Like, they're yeah. witch hunters. They think they're these horrible people. Yeah. But then he says, I don't think you're useless, Alina. And she says, I know. Not useless. Just not exactly useful. <laughs> Which, Which is, is heartbreaking. Yeah. So they're going back and forth. They're going back and forth. And she's still questioning herself because... Um, she says that Botkin told me that Grisha's deal is not earned. It's yeah. not that I'm not grateful for all of this. I am truly, but I don't feel like I've earned any of it. Yeah. And Ugh. he says, I'm sorry, Alina. I asked you to trust me and I haven't delivered. That is, <sighs> ah, that makes me want to scream. Yeah. But it's also such a human moment. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like admitting fault. Sorry, I just saw my highlighted <laughs> quote that I, okay, so we go through that and they have a whole exchange about like, um, that, I don't know, that she's trying to impress him, blah, 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 blah. So then she says something funny because he says, like, oh, you say things off of your head all the time. Yeah, like, you always say you what you're thinking. Filt unfiltered, yeah. yeah. And she says, not even half the time, and then he laughs. <laughs> and then she says, I remembered how much I like that sound, which... Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. That is cute. I said, okay, that is cute. <laughs> it just reminds me about how 
in this set of chapters that we're discussing, his smile and his laugh come so many times, and I'm like so in love. She's with obsessed him. with it. So then, we so am I. Yes, me too. But the next page, the next page <laughs> comes to an important part, right? Because she's like curious about what Backer's power is anyway. Yeah. And then he's kind of like nobody knows. I'm not sure. Like, I don't she's know. So old. My Which, question hello? is, wait. My question is, she's training all of the Grisha. <laughs> all of the Grisha have to go through her to get their training for yeah. their powers, and they don't know what her power is. That's like a that sketch. makes no sense. That makes no sense. So and the, does she have tenure? Like, <laughs> what are her qualifications for this job then? So the if two people that they have training Grisha are like some random mercenary yeah. non-Grisha <laughs> man, and then this lady that they have no clue what her power is. Yeah. And I feel like though he specifically says she's so old that like who would remember? Wouldn't that be your number one? Like, oh, she's old, so she must be powerful. Yeah. Because we just talked about in the beginning chapter about how Grisha, who are so powerful, are old. Yeah. If the Darkling, who is, is 100 and whatever years old, doesn't remember what her power how old is, is. How old is she? Yeah. What is her power? But then something else interesting happens, right? Oop, oop, oop. Okay, oh. yes. Okay. So he says, if I told you that I think that we can find the stack, yes. like, would you think I'm crazy? And she's like, um, why would you care? No, for real, why would you care? Like, I'm just a 16-year-old, like, map maker. Yeah. Like, why do you care, bro? And he's like, I don't know, but I do. And, and then he kisses her! I know. Ugh. The first, okay, not gonna lie. Not gonna I lie, loved right? it. The first time around. I loved it. I was like, oh. I was like, yes. Finally. Kisses. Morally great character. Coming into the love interest. I was like, yes. We can't exactly help but fall for the toxic men. Always. But then I'm like, wait, he's real old. And we just, so then they get interrupted though. Yes. By Ivan? Yes. I've been, yeah. I've been interrupts. Um, he about says, the freaking apparat. The freaking apparat. Nobody cares about him. Also, he gives a little grin like he knew what just happened. Yeah. What he kind of was like, go ahead. question real quick. Why does he always bow to her when he leaves? Or when he greets her? I think it's like jokingly because he's an ass like that. Because <laughs> anytime he even says like, wait, Ivan does? No, the darkling oh. bows to her every time he greets her and every dress. time he leaves her. I think that it's just another play into him trying to control her. That's deep. Okay, so I we haven't too. talked about this yet. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna. I f- yeah. We're gonna- Chapter 14. Chapter 14. It's the next page. Basically, the rest of the night she's just thinking about it, and she's confused, and she doesn't understand what's happened, but she likes it. But, but she's we confused. see this cute little boyish side of the Darkling, yeah. where, like, he's a human, he, he like, can have crushes. Yeah. Chapter 14. Chapter 14. Okay. Winter. Okay, so we went through fall just in that last chapter, basically, and I think the one before, and now we're in winter. I thought we were. And we're going to have the winter feet. No. Fet? Feet? Feet, I think. Feet. You Which know, is, like, basically, like, a winter solstice sort of it's celebration. big-ass ball. Yeah. It's and party. they've been planning it. Um, and they're going to have, like, Grisha performances, quote-unquote, yeah. where, like, they can portray their powers for all these, like, nobles and um, yeah. military professionals to right. see. But this, even... Sorry, go ahead. No, you... This chapter goes so quickly. Even, she does. like, it, just she talking does. about, like, her training, she says that in, like, two paragraphs. Yeah. Where she kind of touches on Bagra's 
training and she even says like dreaming of dancing with your dark prince that's what yeah. i was gonna say yeah it just goes so quickly and how where her brain is as a teenager of yeah okay so she is dreaming about the darkling she at one point even says she wants to scream like i kissed the darkling yeah yeah she's just feeling so much because then it's like so much. she's thinking back to the kiss She's still thinking back to how he said it's not enough. She's thinking back to how he wants to destroy the fold. And she's not enough to be able to do that. And then she's talking about how he's disappeared. And she's, like, questioning where he's at. The apparat is still everywhere, like, coming for her, trying to, like, corner her and yes. being creepy as hell. So does the Darkling like her? Does he not? Does he just think it as a fling because he is so old and yeah. it is such passing moments that it's like she hasn't really seen him since the kiss either yeah. it was like stopped abruptly then he's not at the little palace anymore she's going about her training yeah and thinking about this big party that's coming up yeah so getting ready for the party she and jenny are like chatting yeah and i love the banter between them yes their relationship is amazing and then her kefta which is supposed to be like a very special one. Yeah. They made it specifically for this event. And she's arrives. waiting for it. Like, she's With afraid Jenna. it won't yeah. show up. It's, like, the day of the party, and she's like, where's my kefta? Yes. <laughs> um, but it eventually, it does arrive. It does and? arrive. And it's black. It's, it's his black. colors. He black. changed her kefta colors after she specifically said, yep. let me be blue, into to black, and she is thrilled. At this point, she is so happy, but she, like, even at this moment, like, has to kind of bring her feelings back. She doesn't even want Jenya to really know. But I love Jenya's comment, back to, to your comment, Jessica, about Jenya saying, like, I knew I knew you would have looked good in black. I love that. Yes. I love Jenya and her little comments. Yes. But, so she puts it on, and she... Oh my gosh, this point... Oh wait, sorry. The Darkling symbol is also on her kefta. Yeah. I think that is important to state. A small golden charm. Yes. The sun and eclipse. Yeah. yeah. So his color, his symbol, all of this on this beautiful silk black kefta. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And I just can picture it. Yes. So with all of Alina's excitement, I think it's important to note she also felt a little bit of resentment about it. Yeah. Because yeah. she made the decision to go with blue and she was like, wait a minute, he just threw out everything I said, like Absolutely. everything I wanted. And also thought about like, did he make this decision before we kissed? He's yeah. been gone. And all of this like second guessing yeah. herself once again. So they force Zoya out of her oh room so that gosh. they can go and like yes. look in this mirror. And they do that. And it's a beautiful moment of kind of like kissing kissing, kicking Zoya out to be able to have this, like, moment. Zoya just so Jenya, yeah. just, Jenya wanted Zoya to see what she looked like. they are. Yes. Um, in the Darkling's color. But they go back to Alina's room, um, and she's kind of noticing how different she looks yeah. and how, um, she's, like, exotic and mysterious, and she was wearing some other far more glamorous girl's clothes. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jenya and her have kind of a very blatant honest conversation. conversation yeah um and it's kind of it's kind of a little eye-opening in a way it's because deep. jenny's been there for a lot longer than william has and she knows this mm -hmm. um so it says that the darkling doesn't notice most of us we are moments his, he'll forget in his long life and i'm not sure that's a bad thing just be careful and alina says of what 
and Jenya says, of powerful men. And this is such a pivotal moment in this story, right? Because at this point, we don't really know what the Darkling's angle is. Like, we're viewing this all from Elena's eyes. So we're seeing her, like, fall in love with him, but also still very skeptical. Yeah. But also, like, I'm being shown this incredible attention by someone that's so powerful. Like, I should be grateful for it and should be loving it. And and Jenya just immediately throws a dart, targets exactly what she's feeling. Yeah. And then she realizes... Instead of acknowledging it... Where it comes from. But also, instead of acknowledging it from the point of view of the Darkling and continuing from that point, she says, she asks Jenya about the king. Yeah. And she says, what happens? Like, what happened between the two of you? Yeah. And Jenya roundaboutly answers it and basically confirms all the rumors that have been talked about previously. Which is awful. Which is awful. Um, But Jenya, or I'm sorry, Alina kind of says, you're worth all of them put together, um, talking about kind of like the jewels that she got out of it and like she's worth so much more than what has happened to her, basically. Elena makes the point, sorry. (laughs) She says the Darkling should have done something. He should have protected you. And why didn't he? But then she says that he does more than you know. And I literally wrote question mark he did. But you're like you're still in that situation, so obviously, not enough. Not enough. So yeah, moving on, they show up to this party, and Elena <laughs> compares all of the different Grisha and all their colored keftas to exotic flowers that have sprung up from a garden, and I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So she tries champagne for the first time, and of course she loves it. The champagne <laughs> is fantastic. She <laughs> sees the Duke of like. Karamzin. Yes. And she like goes up to him and approaches him. It's heartbreaking. And he doesn't recognize her. It's heartbreaking. And it's this moment for her of like she's so upset by that because that was her childhood. That was like her saving grace. But at the same time she's like wait a minute I don't want him to recognize me because that means I'm the same like weak person that I was. And it's this moment of like She's not that anymore. Yep. She gets reminded of home. Yeah. Seeing the Duke reminds her and kind of starts bringing back Mal, which is almost, I think, the first, right? Since her... In a little bit, yeah. In a little while, which, coming from every other page where Mal is answered, to having this break of not even mentioning Mal is a huge difference. Yeah. And then she has to go and, like, kind of, like, hides behind, like, a pillar to be able to kind of, like, collect herself because she's vastly upset by that interaction. Yeah. And um, Jenya comes and finds her. And Jenya says, there's no such thing as too much champagne. (laughs) We'll try to tell you otherwise tomorrow. And I said, a statement we all agree with. A statement that this TBR (laughs) Tipsy book reads agrees with. We're feeling that now. No such thing as too much champagne. But I'm sure our heads will remind us. Yes. So then uh, um, Jania takes her to the next position she's supposed to be at because she's performing with the Darkling at this moment at this ball. And I didn't notice this until this time around. She creates a rainbow. Yeah. Did you see that? I said bold. I said 
Oh, love. Yeah. I said bold because, so the Tide Makers are making, the, it's the Tide Makers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're like shimmering this water through the air or whatever. And she's like, yeah. you know what? I got this power. I'm going to shimmer a little bit of light and make a rainbow. Absolutely. And then like at that very moment, the dark one's like, Alina. She's like, oh shit, am I in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. But um, she's not. That says a lot in that little brief moment. Yeah, like she has a moment of confidence. Um... And as they're getting ready to kind of take their turn to yeah. perform, she notices the apparatus staring at them. And then at the same time, Ivan comes and whispers something into the Darkling's ear. And he smiles. He smiles. He's very Ooh. happy. He says, take them to the war room. I'll be there shortly. Hmm. Um, and then he takes her arm and he says, let's give the people what they want. And they go on and do this performance. The Darkling comes and does his clap and there's darkness everywhere. And then she comes in and she's pulling her power and incredible. pulls on this incredible yes. kind of light show to showcase yeah. her talent. And people are like falling over themselves, yes. sobbing. Because people at this ball are people who are just like, from other countries yes. too, right? Like they brought yeah. all of those people in and so they're realizing for the first time that this miracle could happen. The fold could disappear. Yeah, there's hope. Yes. There is hope. And That's- this whole scene is beautiful because the way they play with the darkness and the light yeah. and he's letting the darkness creep in and she plays with the light just a little bit. Yes. And she creates this sphere of light. Yes, I literally wrote, wow, that must have been beautiful, like, to witness that. Yeah, yeah. and just, it's like, like, they're they, he, playing she, off each other. Yes, she even ex- it describes it as, like, dancing. Yeah, yeah it's almost Ugh. like a fun little banter between their powers. Aww. And Aww. it's like the, I love that in this It's like moment. the thisness and the thatness. Yes. Yeah. Let's just put everything aside and, like, how beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. Just all the so red then flags put aside. But then, dark. Then. And then he's like, show him what you got, girl. Yeah. And she's yes. like, explode, light. <laughs> okay. And then we come out of this beautiful moment. And I just wanted to make a point. Did you catch this? Because she says, he's talking about, like, did you see them? They're all elated. Like, yeah. this is such a moment of hope. And she says, are we giving them false hope, though? Yeah, and he says, no, I told you that you were my answer anymore. Yeah. Why is she his answer and not Ravka's answer? Yeah. Why is she not the people's but answer? But also, like, what if a man told you you are my answer? Like, what would you say to that? Come on now. Oop. That's what I would say. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I like it. That, uh, that's such a good point. And this next little section mm-hmm. shows how much power he has. We now know that he could make himself invisible. Yeah. Wait, what? He uses his power. He casts a rippling pool of darkness that basically vanished the crowd and vanished. Sorry, I'm having trouble reading. No, it's okay. Um, it was almost like being invisible. Is it literally how Alina puts it? And so they were able to walk through the crowd, not seen because of his power. That makes me immediately go, okay. When else was he using that? Yeah. Oh, creepy. Yeah. I didn't think about that. So he pulls her through. They're going through, like, corridors, and he pulls her into, like, an empty room. Oh. And then all of a sudden, he's kissing her. Steamy. And she can think of nothing else. Very passionate. And the description is very, very like nice. borderline smut. Ooh, I mean, but uh, for, like, 12-year-olds, maybe. 
It's like borderline. Okay. Hey, her silk skirt gets pulled out of her hip. That's true. At this point, it's like fourteen year olds. We've never read anything like that at this point with this book, and so it is like a moment of okay. Oh, hello. I mean, it was a little bit steamy. I wrote steamy. Okay. I think that's a good actor. I wrote sexy in my ten words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a bit sexy. It is. It's a little bit (laughs) for sure. Um. So yeah, they just like make have a makeout session basically yeah. in this room until someone some like crowd like makes noises and he realizes oop well she and he realizes at that moment that there's other people. But she starts to ask questions. Right? Yeah, yes. but he's like, I should be in the war room doing my job, but I'm not. I'm Am new. I? Ugh. And that's kind of like manipulative. He's like I'm not doing what I should be doing, am I? Because I'm here with making you. out with you. Which is yeah. kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cute, manipulative, depends on the way you It depends it. how you read it, exactly, yeah. And what you're picking up at this moment. And he says, the problem with wanting mm-hmm. is that it makes us weak. Yeah. What the? What kind of crap is that to drop in the middle of <sighs> goodbye? Yeah. I gotta go. And then he goes so and does his again, job. But then that's when the group interrupts. So they yes. make it out again, and then the group interrupts, and he, like, shoves his, like, shoulder against the door so it doesn't open. Basically, nobody walks in on them. Yeah. And then they just kind of stare at each other awkwardly, like, <laughs> oh, shit, what just happened? Um, and then he says, I have to go because Ivan and the others are waiting. And he leaves. Or he doesn't leave. He says, um, I'm not going back to the party, but you should. And then they're kind of still, like, staring at each other, trying to figure out, like, how to move past that. And he says... Can I come visit you? (laughs) Can I come to you tonight? (laughs) Um, And she doesn't know how to answer. She's, like, freaking out in her head and can't figure out how to answer. And so she doesn't. But she doesn't. And I love that. She doesn't answer. That does not give a yes. That does not give a no. That is a... doesn't answer. Doesn't answer. I but also yes, that's a no. But no yes does mean no yes from her means, means no. A hundred percent. And that was my so point. Leaves. I'm glad you, yes. you yes. rushed She yes. has this moment of like, oh shit, I just made out with pretty much a stranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know him. What's his name? Honestly. The Darkling. The darkling. And, but he but refers, that's his title. And yeah. he refers to other people as the Darklings. So it's a title. It's not his name. Yeah. So what is his name? So what even? What even are you? Who are you? Yeah. And you, that's not she a job. Knows nothing. And that's not a job at Alina. No. At all. That's, that's a job like, at him. At him. Yeah. Yeah. So he. She goes back to the party and she's obviously very flustered. We meet Vinyor again yes. in the apparat. He's like, things are moving too quick. And, and she's, she's like, like, bye. She's, she's like, goodbye. So Peace. then she decides she's over the party and leaves. And holy crap! This next scene, I have it all caps written down, guys. Who does she meet? Who does she see? Oh my gosh. Freaking Mal. She saw freaking Mal. I said, oh shit. <laughs> I said, Mal? OMG. And she just has this moment of pure joy though. She is like, bouncing on her feet and sprints. Yeah, down. she's elated. Yes. She's like, I've been writing letters to this guy and I've now he's here him. in my face. This is her man's. And he's come. And then I hate him. A lot yeah. happens right now. She she goes and runs and hugs him, and then I just she just like he basically like pushes her. Yeah, off. I just picture him just like standing there with arms down by his side, penguin just, like, pose. Yeah, penguin pose, and she's like hugging him, 
And she's like, oh, wait, he's not hugging me back <laughs> type of thing. And there's other soldiers with him, and he says, go on, like, I'll catch up with you. Like, this is, like, something he has to deal with before he moves on to go be with them. She's also concerned that she embarrassed Mal. Yeah. Like, girl, you are famous. Everyone here is here to see you. Don't worry about embarrassing him. Come on now. I wrote her excitement and his unenthusiasm is heartbreaking. Yeah. We find out, though, something really big that he's been working on. Yeah, so he has been tasked with finding Morozova's stag. And because he is, like, this miraculous tracker that it's been mentioned before. And I hate that Mal is like, oh, I had to make a report to your master. Ugh. And she's like, excuse me, what? I'm not a dog, Who's basically. And there's this whole conversation between them about, like, he's calling out the toxicity mm-hmm. and she's like what are you talking about but she, she makes a good point of like he's kind of everyone's master yeah yeah absolutely he's at the head of the what's what am i saying he's at, he's yeah. at the head literally mal is there reporting to him so who is he to talk yeah. who's he to make elena elena feel bad yeah but she does make a good point because he's kind of like, he's like, oh, I saw you. I saw you and how much you've enjoyed your time with him. But then she makes the point of what right did he have to judge me? How many girls had Mal held in the dark? And that's so true. They're not together. And he's like jealous, basically, of this interaction with the Darkling. And it's like, what right does he have to be jealous of that? Absolutely. Exactly. He's always like blown her off as some annoyance yeah. where he goes and tumbles whoever he wants mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden that she has someone's attention and she's powerful and now beautiful he's like, you can't now he, exactly so no he's like oh here house. you are safe no slut shaming in this house yes <laughs> preach um i wrote she's finally happy yeah we finally see real happiness and She's no longer happy anymore, and she's destroyed. Yeah, and she's just... He's like, oh, you're just over here having fun and flirting. Screw you, Mal. And then the whole I don't need fixing conversation. Oh, okay, but that kind of... (sighs) Elena, she should have said that. I I know, but, like, it's this whole thing where... Alina doesn't want Jenya to fix her this whole time. And all of a sudden, she, like, notices a bruise or something, and her automatic reaction is, oh, Jenya can fix it. And he's like, no, "Um, I don't need fixing. You made a beautiful point, Jessica, in the very first episode, that Alina's always trying to protect Mal. Yep. So I feel like that is... It's her trying to protect him. Her trying to protect him in a way that she's like, I don't deserve it. But I see Mal hurting, and I'm about to fix it. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah, absolutely. Like he, she just wants whatever's best for him, and like for him to not be hurting or whatever it takes. I totally agree. It also feels weird that that entire situation came right after the Darkling, yeah. Darklina kiss. I know, Darklina. <laughs> and he's like, "What? Are you happy here with him?" Yeah. And this whole thing, and he's like, "I saw the way he looked at you." She goes, "I like the way he looks at me." Like, f off. There's also a point. Sorry, right before no, that. Oh yeah, back. 100%. But even now, who like doesn't really want to be associated with the Grisha or know a whole lot about the Grisha, right? Like he's just doing his own little thing. Call them witches. Calls he's them witches. Them. Exactly. He he says he says you're wearing his symbol, his symbol and his color in reference to her kefta and the, the charm. Symbol. 
And he knows what it means for her to be doing that. Like, that's a big deal. Like, and he calls that out. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. We're going to keep, we're going to take a really quick break. Back from our our short break, um, basically they finish their conversation and she just points out that he owns Mal too and he argues, he says, no, he doesn't, not me, not ever. Um, and then she gets very sassy because I think she's very hurt at this point and she says, don't you have some place to be? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he leaves. And she's like, well, fuck. And basically she leaves. Mal. Yeah. Um, so chapter 15. Oh my gosh. Jessica, back to your point. Of every chapter, starting with depressed Alina. This is it? She finally, like, hits the wall. She breaks down and starts crying. Like, first of all, I can just picture her running through the little palace. Just, like, holding back the tears. She finally gets in her room, shuts the door, sits up against the door, and just, like, lets the waterfall flow. And I feel that on a deep level. <laughs> and then the heartbreaking moment where she's rubbing her scar and she says, come back. And her body is just shaking with sobs and she says, come back again. I am so conflicted. Am I dark Lena? Am I Mal and Alina? I don't even know. Does it even matter? At this point, I'm like, just say freaking Ravka. Yeah. Like, put the boys aside. Yeah. They don't even matter. They anymore. don't even matter. Screw the as a 16-year-old girl, it matters. That? It matters. It does matter. As a 16-year-old girl, I would definitely be thinking about Mal and Darklina. Um, and then she's <laughs> freaking out, and she's like, what if the Darkling comes? Because I don't know if he's going to show up or not. And yeah. then they start and then a knock at the door. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, poop. I can't just ignore it. So she well, gets up answer it. And who is it? The Bagra. And she's like, the fuck? Why the heck is Bagra at my door? I'm trying to And she just says, come. And she pulls her out of her room. And she's like, um, no. Like, I need to be alone right now to process all that. And she's like, I don't care. And just, like, keeps pulling her. And they basically, like, weave their way through the little palace. And they go through a hidden door. Again, through, like, this, like, maze of, like, underground passages. And meanwhile, they're having this conversation of Alina's like, girl, I want to go to bed. I'm tired. Bagra's like, this is no joke. Come with me. And they're having this back and forth. And Bagra's telling him, uh, telling her Mm -hmm. that you have to get out of here. The Darkling wants to use the fold as a weapon. Mm -hmm. And Alina's like, what? Is he also going to build a summer home there? Yes. Like, she thinks this is a big joke. Well, that, and she thinks Bagra is crazy. Yeah, like, she's, she's like, yeah. lost Honey, her mind. go to the infirmary, you cuckoo, what is Basically. going on? She's spouting all these things that are just completely, well, some of her hesitations, but also, like, she's believed in the Darkling at this point. Yeah. She's, she knows. She doesn't know any better. She doesn't know any better until we... I think this is why we've been so negative this episode yeah. because we've read this chapter and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so much. Because she's like, talk sense. And she says, how could anyone use the shadow fold as a weapon? And she says, by expanding it. And at this point, Elena's just done with this conversation yeah. because like, you're, she's like, you're insane. She's you like, don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. The Darkling wants to fix this. Yeah. The Black Heritage. Because that's what he's been telling her this entire time. Go ahead and say that, Jessica. So she was like, no, you're crazy. He's trying to fix this. The black heretic was the one. And she, Bagra says... He is the black heretic. So we get a freaking mind-blown moment that 
the darkling is so old that he was the black heretic and it was not great great grandfather evil ancestor it was him the whole time yeah and Elaine's like you're bad you're crazy, crazy. <laughs> and she goes to leave and Bagra says, you do not know him, but I do. And she turns back oh around, gosh. and Bagra just has these dark spirals the same way that the Darkling does. Yeah, she's a Darkling. She's like, oh my gosh, I and it get clicks. it now. And she says, you're his mother. This was kind of crazy. And she's oh, like, this was so much. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was like, just picturing this like, corridor and these dark little spirals like and Elena just being like oh, she at this point thought she was a tide maker yeah a yeah. tide maker and all of a sudden she's spewing darkness like the darkling yeah there's someone else just as powerful as him yeah also a human amplifier all and there was a lot of probably fun. as the darkling's mother she's probably even more powerful yeah. if you think about it because where did the darkling get his power from exactly. from her mm-hmm. and Alina's like shook at she this is point. Shook. I'm sorry, but that moment for Bagra. Yeah. Like having to admit that like her son is evil. Yeah. That's and like hard. she's got to save Ravka and the rest of yeah, the world evil. from her own son. But Alina is still kind of in like shock and denial. And yeah. she's like, that's not possible. Like the black heretic was alive like hundreds of years ago. Like he's only 150. Like, how could this be true? And Bagra goes on to spill the tea, and she's like, he's served kings, he's faked his own death, he's come back as new yeah. people, all this kind of stuff. Like, he's created his own, like, history of himself, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the fold was no mistake. Yeah, he did he it on like, purpose. Yeah, he was like, no, it was, she, and from my experience with dealing with humans in, like, dealing with trauma and in shock, they tend to like repeat a lot of things and just ramble. And she's like, no, 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 the fold was a mistake. It was all an error. He's trying to fix it over and over again. And she's like, it's no mistake. And then she drops a huge bomb that makes my stomach turn. She says that the Volcra, that they are actually men that were left over when the fold like basically expanded. And so those creatures, those horrible creatures, were once people. Farmers and their wives and their children. And their children. And basically that was the price of creating the fold. It says he was blinded by his hunger for power, just as he is blind now. What is infinite? Yeah. The universe and the greed of men! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And so, and then she still doesn't believe, and then he's like, girl, he's had many years to practice being manipulative, and we get this moment, we get this moment, exactly what you just said, to naive, to a naive little girl who was lonely, and we finally get these moments of truth of how much grooming, and how much abuse and manipulation that he has been and it's sad because even as a reader I'm still looking at this and I'm like but I love the dark lady yeah, I, I know I know because he plants I want, those little seeds that's the point I it's want him to be good smiles. he's attractive and he's charismatic and he's powerful and it's, yes it's attractive it's attractive and every time you go to question him he drops another seed that yeah. makes you trust him that makes yeah. you love him and every time you're like 
wait, I don't, like, that's suspicious. He, like, grabs you by the yeah. arm or the collarbone or, or says you. something or he kisses you or he pins you up against a wall yep. or whatever it he takes. He distracts you. Yeah. From his true nature. And that's, that's more dangerous than him being an outright villain. Absolutely. Yeah. That's more dangerous. Because he's talking about how much faith he has in her and how much trust he trust has in her. That she's never and had before. She's never had before. That's such a good point. And so then we get to this moment of her having to believe this. And she's like, please stop. She starts to shake. And as, you know, anyone who's gone through, like, therapy or any kind of something, we know that this is a huge response, right? Yeah. Of her having a real physical response to this information. And then she just keeps giving, like, so much. There's so much just right after. One thing right after another. Because then you learn... That the stag's power belongs to whoever slays it. And, and so she like, wouldn't oh, have it. shit. She would not be the one slaying it. He would do it They're in ca- order to be able to control yes. her. And that's a huge thing, okay? So she explains. You can. You want to go ahead and explain it? Yeah, so basically, Backer goes on to say the power belongs to whoever slays it. And Lena was like, it was never me the whole time. The yeah. whole point was for these trackers to track down Mor- Morozova's stag and for basically him. corner it for the Darkling. Yeah. And she realizes, like, oh, crap. If he's the one that slays it, because he was talking about this necklace for her, she, like, flips a switch and is, like, basically, like, uh, not a necklace, but a collar. A collar. Yeah. He, and then she would then be his pet. Yep. Yeah. Which goes Which back what to Mal said. And even before then, Bagra says that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've all been throwing those hints, and Alina's been in denial. And, and now, like, her? No. Exactly. First of all, beautiful men with quartz eyes. Come on now. (laughs) Dang. Um, But it's Bagra's pity that kind of finally does it. And she kind of finally, like, loses it all at once and, like, realizes that everything is true. And she starts to remember things that the Darkling has said before in regards to, like, the king and the royalty that's set up in order to rule Ravka. And kind of, like, okay, this is all sort of starting to make sense. He's going to use the fold to be able to expand the borders, to be able to control the world basically yeah question mark like that's his end goal yeah and she also with her typical nature of like second guessing everything starts to second guess those like compliments and those like things that he those little seeds that he drops like you and i are gonna change the world i'm asking you to trust me this that or the other and she's like wait a minute i want him to be good i know i want to love him i want that girl to be wrong agreed I want her to be, like, jealous or something or trying to work in for the Fjordans. But no. He's just just like, has this all been, like, a ploy to get me to just fall for him and give in to this power? Because she wanted it so badly. Yeah. She makes the point to her own self. Exactly. That's what she wanted. Like, she wanted to belong. She wanted to be powerful. She wanted to be wanted. And sometimes you believe what you want to believe. And then she goes back to the one thing that he whispered in her ear and was that the problem with wanting is that it makes yep. us weak. And that's and what he she realized, she realizes that she wanted that and it made her weak to yeah. his scheme. Yep. Yeah. And his manipulation. Um, and then to your point, Jess, it goes back into that quote of you and I are going to change the world. And then she's kind of re- 
rethinking about how she was just waiting all along for like his next move. She was never making moves on her own on like trying to get her own power of trying to make her own decisions. She was always just waiting for what he said she should do next. Yeah. And that's such a, that's such a fucking abusive relationship. Yeah. That is, you know what? If she realized how powerful she was. Yeah. She is. Kick his ass. She could. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so this is basically the end. And she finally realizes it, and she says, I'm not going to make it easy for him. And she says, what do I do? These chapters... This girl has been through so much. ...are so powerful. She's fighting physically, mentally, and then finds out that she's been basically being groomed this entire time, which is gross. It's a betrayal. hate it. The betrayal and everything is happening, and it's just... Disgusting. I, I just... And then she... Okay, what do I do? What's next, next guys? <laughs> yeah, what is next? Oh, man. Next is chapters 16 through 23. And the end. And the end. Right? Join us oh, next yeah. week. We finish... Oh, yeah. Join us next week. Again, as we... To finish chapter... Oh, yeah. Chapter, all the chapters. All the chapters. Remember. All the way through the end. It's going to be a long... A long episode next week, but it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. It's going to be a good time. It'll be a lot of knowledge. We'll have a good drink for you. We'll have a good drink because Joss makes the best drinks. She really does. <laughs> As you can tell by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, guys. Yes. As always, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, email us. Send us an email. Yeah. Possibly it, Reddit. Question mark. We'll let you know. We're working on it, but all of our usernames are pretty much at Tipsy Book Reads. Yep. So, yeah, we love to see it. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.